0: This is a special announcement for anyone currently faced with overwhelming financial pressures due to back taxes. If you owe money to the IRS, tax relief programs are now available to help you deal with these problems and get your life back on track. You can't hide from the IRS, and your problems will not just go away on their own, but get worse. Call U.S. Tax Shield now for a free assessment of your financial situation, 855-795-1006. When you call, you will speak with one of their experts that can legally get your tax debt in control and potentially saving you thousands of dollars. Garnished wages, property seizures, bank levies, and other collection actions can stop immediately. Their specialists can get you protected and negotiate settlements on your behalf. Don't delay. Call U.S. Tax Shield now for a free consultation, 855-795-1006, 855-795-1006. That's 855-795-1006. Call now.
1: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law, and now radiolawtalk.com.
2: Welcome to Radio Law Talk. It's the 9th of April, 2022. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. I uh, appreciate you being here. We love uh, the beautiful spring weather. Um, it's excited. I was going to say something, but Denise is going to get mad at me. But I wasn't quite sure what. I'm not, I don't care Denise gets mad at me and we love each other to death. Um, look, here's the deal. I didn't know it was time to start. And, and I realized, crap, it's time to start. You know how I knew? Denise walked in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Denise. <laughs> Welcome, Denise. We love you. It's always like, is Denise coming in? Cal, she is. I
3: feel so welcome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, today we're going to talk about some interesting things. we got a case or no case. Uh, Whether or not the law allows county health directors to have authority to tell people to mask up. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Some lawsuits um, uh, that uh, occurred in Nebraska concerning that. We're going to talk about a Tennessee flood, a very tragic flood, and lawsuits from that. And then probably uh, the most interesting one that we saved for number three, and probably we're going to push it till I'd say, midway through the hour, you're going to love what you hear a juror say to get out of trying to become a juror. So when you go in to become a juror, they ask you questions, and there's two reasons they can kick you out or let you go. For cause, which means you've got a legitimate reason you shouldn't be there. Or that you have preemptory challenges. You can, you know, kick off a jury for pretty much, by the way, the laws are in the middle of changing on this issue. But pretty much just you don't have to say why. But uh, we're going to let you know what this interesting juror had to say to the judge.
4: It's got to be one of the most creative and yet honest answers. It was direct and
2: honest. It was crazy.
4: (laughs) I I can't imagine it not being the truth given what was said. So.
2: Uh, that'll be a fun. Well, one. all I gotta say is, uh, you know, it, m- maybe she shouldn't have been released. You should say, "Well, that's just too bad." You know, that's maybe what a lot of times judges say. That too bad. Eight five five Law Radio. If you want to call in, eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Look, go seek legal counsel. We're just giving, we're talking about general topics of law. We're not gonna, we're not giving you legal advice. So don't try to think that we're you know, pushing anything on you, except around the dinner table with the in-laws, yes, you can go ahead and bring up Radio Law Talk, the most exciting, entertaining, and only sometimes informative show on earth. I always want people to know that. So what did you guys do? I, I tell you, let me tell you what we did over the week, during the week. Sometimes people say, oh, they want us to get right away to the topics, but I don't want to, because I want to do anecdotal things. And one of the anecdotal things is I want to tell you that I flew... Uh, This week for business to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I really like Oklahoma. It was a what actually was really pretty. I thought at least where yeah it is where I came in. But the shock, and I showed Todd this. I haven't showed Cal or Denise. The shock of being in Oklahoma City during the week. It was about two thirty. I was staying downtown in the Sheridan Hotel right near where OKC basketball, their basketball arena, and the conference center was. And by the way, they had a massive conference there, a legal conference there, um, down in – so assume they've got a big lot of people there. Well, I, ho-
5: I hope it was legal. Well, it was legal. An illegal conference Well, would be it bad. could have been
2: an illegal conference, but, <laughs> it was, but my, who knows? Uh, but I walked across the street to get a subway, and there was nobody on – You could have jaywalked. You never would have got hit by a car. Wow! And it was just amazing the traffic compared to California. And we do live in California or the West Coast. My gosh, the just and it was at two thirty or three in the afternoon. And then afterwards, around ten o'clock at night, we walked home from the conference to our hotel, and it was there was nobody there. Didn't it was like it was like a ghost town? I haven't showed it to you yet. It's like what is going on here? But that's we're just used to the California hustle and bustle of even during COVID, it's just nonstop. So were, were you able to
4: observe any? Oh, I don't know wind sweeping down the plane at all.
2: It's exactly what. Funny you say that. Waving wheat. Wow, was the wind howling? We came down and landed with a forty mile, a thirty-five to forty mile per hour side wind. Wow, and the plane was just like sideways when it was when it was landing i was like ooh this is, is t- it t- one of those
5: places where if the wind stops the buildings fall over i mean that's what yeah. i like
2: idaho <laughs> but oklahoma beautiful beautiful state those of you in oklahoma listening to us we appreciate you. Yeah, i i learned to I love the people are super nice there super they're going to have to
4: change the lyrics to oklahoma oh,
2: oklahoma where your plane doesn't fly straight because of the wind it was literally <laughs> sideways and my partner that was with me uh, my law partner um, said he was—he was, he was just—he was white as a ghost, white as a ghost. And uh, while well, you walked
5: away from the landing, that's a pilot's definition of a good landing. So you did well. Yeah, the okay. pilots yeah. did a great, great
2: job. So anyway, that's—that was my weekend, and Denise, yours was. You're still standing. You're doing better. No. Okay, her back still hurts. Pray yes. for Denise, and we're trying to help yeah. her out. And Todd just still has the same. Just life. a just busy, busy week. In, in
4: court every day this week. Woo! The twisted mind yes. of Todd Kuhn. Uh, yes, well, you know, illegal. <laughs> I got a mind like a steel trap, rusty and illegal in 32 states. So.
2: <laughs> Todd's a former prosecutor for the district attorney's office in California and Tennessee uh, is a public defender, so he is our criminal law guy. Uh, Denise does family law, and I'm a personal injury lawyer. And Cal thinks he's a lawyer, and he's our producer. So. I do.
5: I'll give you any legal answer to any question <laughs> <laughs> you might. Oh, that—that's illegal. That, I'll say that all the time.
2: With that, cal- do we have any time just to just start and tell us what the case or no case is about? Yeah,
5: I think I might even have time to do the whole setup. Let me. Okay, just, just do uh, a setup. Let me get to my script here. I got to get yeah, to my just script. Get to your script. script. Yeah. Let me roll the open first. That would be the most helpful thing. Now it's time for. Now it's time to play case
1: or no case. Yay!
5: Okay. So. I'm going to tell you the story of a man who lived in New York City back when the New York Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers played baseball at you know, their respective venues. And a foul ball came into the stands, and he kept it. And the usher came and said, sir, you cannot keep that ball. You need to give us the ball back. And he said, I'm not going to. So they took him, and they removed him from the game. And he said, well, that doesn't seem right. I pay my price. It doesn't say on the ticket I have to give the ball back, the contract on the back of the ticket. So I'm not going to give it back. And by the way, I think I may have a case or no case. And that's really what it all comes down to. That is the gist of our first case with baseball season coming up.
2: Can I comment on that? Um, yeah. You know what? Nowadays, footballs you're supposed to give the football back with the NFL, but actually they, they a lot of times they'll put the uh, they put up when they kick a field goal they put up the, the uh, net. But baseballs, I think this Cal I well without getting into it I think I know how this all started. I think this is how it started, where people keep the baseballs. Probably originally they used to throw the baseballs back or give them back, right?
5: Well, but, that was the point. The, the tradition what, was the usher yeah. would come and get them to save the owners What's you know, the year? a couple of bucks for the ball. What was the 1920 year? Yeah. Nineteen twenty, something. Early, early. Uh, I mean, it was the San Francisco, the New York Giants playing at yeah. uh, Polo Ground, so it was a while ago. You know? Interesting,
2: yeah. interesting. So, should we just? Can I? Yeah, you I got start? a minute. You yeah. got a minute. Tell me yeah. what you think. Yeah, I think this is an absolute. Uh, scenario, but not a case. The guy didn't sue, um, but it was a situation where baseball decided, you know what, we're just gonna let let the people keep these balls because probably they were expensive at the time, and it, and they only had so much money, right? But nowadays, uh, you know, everybody keeps the ball, even the footballs they keep now. So. Um, call it a souvenir we'll be back after this and see what denise and todd have to say about the case scenario but not a case according to fred penny
5: yeah now in the high school games you got to give them back (laughs) and little league (laughs) they do cost too much money for them we'll be back with the answer to case or no case and more as radio law talk continues stay there we'll be right back
1: Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
3: This is Denise Sturks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships and even conservatorship matters. Call one 877 886 for a consultation.
1: The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member
2: have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that's actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, Managing Partner and Founder of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny & Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com
1: or call 800-616-4529.
6: So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right, totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. What's your IRS
7: problem? you need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170.
0: Radio Law Talk. I like that show.
7: This is
5: Radio Law Talk.
7: Are you serious?
1: This is Radio Law Talk.
7: Oh, come on.
1: Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk.
2: We're back talking about case or no case. Uh, we're This is about the 1920s when uh, they played baseball in New York, and it was the New York Giants back then, and a uh, foul ball came or a uh, home run whatever, and I don't remember which it was, and the usher came down to the person who caught the ball out in the, the stands and said, "Okay, we'd like it back and you know to bring it back in and play with that uh, baseball again, um, but now obviously they don't return the baseballs and Cal said, "Is that a case or no case was a case brought by the individual that caught the ball and said, "Hey, wait a minute, this is my my baseball?" and they said, No, it's not and did he bring a lawsuit about it And I said, No, it was just a scenario."
5: His name by the way, was Reuben Berman. And he and he said I was humiliated during the ejection. I was distressed, therefore I was damaged. And so he went to his attorney and took that matter to him and asked if he had a case or no case. And Todd, did he or did he not? All right. So
4: yes, I think I'll go out. What the heck? We're early, and you know it's April. Sure, I'll say that this was a case. Opening day weekend. I mean, Opening well, day yeah, weekend. Yeah. This no this this was a case. <laughs> And 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 Ruben prevails. Really? And and because Ruben prevails, that's why Major League Baseball lets people just keep the foul balls now because it's cheaper to let them keep a foul ball than the bad press of ejecting somebody and having to defend yourself in a lawsuit that ultimately you could lose. So just let them keep it case. Ruben wins. Denise, what do
5: you think about this case or no case?
3: Um, I think that you made it entirely up. <laughs> you, so I think that did, it's no case.
5: Well, thank you. So no case. Okay, well, that's fair enough. So those of you,
2: All right, let's those this of you out. who
5: say this was oh, a Josh. case, that was Todd. Well, Todd,
2: congratulations. Oh, <laughs> Todd, nailed it. An actual case. He
5: sued the Giants for $20,000 wow. for wow. public humiliation, mental and physical distress, and damages, and he won.
0: Wow. And because of
5: that, the New York Giants created a rule that they now call Ruben's Rule. So if you ever get a foul ball, think of Reuben and, and the name of Ruben Berman and think of the New York Giants. In fact, NFL, you talked about that, Fred. I looked yes. up the rules while we were talking about that. In the NFL, if you get a ball in the stands, you may keep it nice. unless it is marked 1-2-K. The kicker balls... Have to go back. Those are special balls with special size. And the kickers really like to use the same ball. They like the way they feel. But now, every ball but the kicker ball in the NFL, at least according to the one usher who posted on this publicly, you don't have to
4: keep them, and that, too, is thanks to Ruben. Wow. Do, do you have to throw back the footballs that are marked TB12 because they've been deflated to a well, Oh, <laughs> deflate, <laughs> asking for a friend, asking well, for a friend. I know friend. This, they're softer and easier to catch. I,
5: yes, yes, <laughs> I know that much. Deflate, Only if dude. you're playing the Colts. Yeah, and, so. and that is case or no case. Uh, I do have a good case and no case for yeah, you next hour too. I'm going to take you to Nyack, New York, where everybody is a constitutional lawyer, including one guy who wanted to meet with the county clerk and didn't want to show any stinking ID. That's coming up next hour on case <laughs> or no case. And there you have it. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. That was a good one. I like that Thank one. You. Even though I lost that, I like that one, Cal. That was a good one. Look, here's the question that's been a lot of people – this question has come up quite a few times. The question is, what, of anything, does a health director in the county – what power does that health director have to force <clears throat> or require a mask mandate? Okay so why does this come up how does this come up well it came up because in nebraska omaha nebraska the uh local um omaha nebraska you know health director mandated that uh everyone wear masks or certain criterion where they have to wear a mask and the nebraska attorney general's office says no uh, not so fast you do not have that authority and or you can't do that because the state or the AG's office said, no, we're not masking up. So <clears throat> everybody has always asked me that question. Fred, they can't do that. Can a health county health director legally have the right, because don't forget they're not elected officials, right? They are bureaucrats. Can they require mask Mandate Denise or Todd, what do you think? And Cal, what do you think? Let's go to each of you and just say sure. what you think in general without going into too much detail. Let's start with Denise <laughs> <laughs> We're giving each other the evil without talking to the, the case. Oh. Don't, I mean, don't talk about the Nebraska case. Which We're gonna talk about that. I, I
3: personally think not
2: personally, it's no, the law, not the personal oh, the law. No, I
3: want personal.
2: No, we just talk about the law. This well, is the, the law, the was we don't unsettled. Care about
3: the law was unsettled in this, well. I can't talk about the case, but the law is unsettled. That's what I will tell you. I personally believe that the law is that they will have the authority if they're backed by a city or county government, but the actual health director themselves does not have the personal authority to issue such a mandate.
2: That's you're so you're just, No wonder we have Denise. She's that. That was absolutely. She's amazing. Intelligent. Go ahead. So, uh, so now do we go to the unintelligent
4: yes yeah, So food goes <laughs> in here that, that's <laughs> right, you know. it depends on who did what at the strip club no um listen and he's pointing to his ear folks that's right that's right <laughs> why well, i, I haven't i have an eating disorder i eat through my ears <laughs> um <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I think it it varies depending on the county, and it real in state. It really comes down to what has the legislature authorized in terms of power that can be given to or invested in the county health department. The health department dude. That, that's we're, a legal term. We're gonna we're gonna
2: talk more about the health department dudette or dude when we come back <laughs> <laughs> from these breaks. <laughs> Notice I did say from the intelligent to the unintelligent. We'll be back and then we'll we'll take in another unintelligent one. That's Cal Hunter will maybe. Uh, that be me. Talk I, about I'll it.
5: give you the correct answer.
2: <laughs> okay, enough. the non lawyer. We'll be back. Call us at eight five five radio. Oh, was it? eight five five? What? Law radio. And Law radio. Yeah, yeah.
3: 529
5: Nice one, Denise. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk after this.
3: Radio Law Talk
5: and RadioLawTalk.com.
1: Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
6: Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about $20. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229
7: your family's health insurance it's not worth it if you are self employed or now need affordable health insurance call right now and learn for free how to get it listen affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call
6: away so give us a shout right now 800-670-094523 this is no fun
0: oh stop it
1: now, now it's time for more radio long talk.
2: Well, we're back, uh, enjoying ourselves. So that was a fast uh, three minutes, Cal. Yeah,
5: well, it's actually that's our long break. That's our five uh, that's our our six, one, yeah. our that's five minute break. Our six, whatever it is, the big <laughs> five one anyway. Minute, yeah, five, four, three, five, long four, break. Three.
2: Oh, it is five, four, three. Um, we were talking about. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk about Boris Becker when we come back to uh, his bankruptcy. Uh, we we're talking about that during the break, but the tennis guy, yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about that. Wow. But let's talk about the health director, and we were with finishing up with Todd, um, and In, then now inarticulately we're so. inarticulately so, <laughs> and then now we're to Cal, the non-lawyer, Can A, Ken A, the uh, director of the county health department, um, make you know rules concerning whether or not we have to mask up and COVID rules um, or not.
5: The answer to that question is yes. That is because in many states, the authority is given to the Board of Supervisors or whatever they call them that run the county, and most counties have a public health officer, and they hand off that authority to that person. They exercise their authority through the health officer and give them that So
4: I'm going to so, call. On, I'm, I'm going to clarify that's what's one, in our one thing. Yeah, I'm okay. going to
2: say you're wrong, Cal, because they do not have the authority, but they can decide... Like, so it's semantics, Cal. Yeah. So the answer is no, they don't have the authority, but yes, they can do it through the government, the legislator, and supervisors. Ortho- county They're supervisors. the county supervisors. That's right. right. That's right. exactly right. So, But they don't have the authority. They do it through them. So I think we're saying the same I thing, I think Cal. they do
3: a recommendation to the yeah. county supervisors and the county supervisors then. They either um, sign
2: off or not. Yeah, right. yeah.
5: right. Yeah, right. So, but, but, they, but the county doesn't make up the rules. The health director does was my point. So No, yeah. but
3: also the cities have the ability to do it within the city too. True. Right. So yeah. it just depends. But, but it's, it's not the actual person that runs a department. It's the... Government City council, the, the department, yeah, that the elected the officials. That, yeah, right. Go right.
2: ahead, Cal. I mean, I think,
4: I think the most important thing here is to understand that Fred has referred to it that individual as the county health director. Cal has used the term county health official. And while both of those may be correct, the incorrect termination ter- terminology would be county health dude, <laughs> which is what I said going into the break. Dude is not. Or dudette. Or dudette is not the appropriate designation. It's hmm. not. If you do a search of your laws, dude or dudette will not show up.
5: Except in Santa Cruz California. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. The
4: the,
2: the head of the county is called the head county dude. So so why why are
4: we talking about this? (laughs) So
2: we're talking about because of a Nebraska case. And a Nebraska case, what happened is Omaha, Nebraska, the local county health director, mandated masks, and the attorney general's office said, whoa, no, you cannot do that. Brought a lawsuit, and the underlying case... The AG's office, Attorney General's, lost. Why did they lose, guys?
3: Because the first court upheld the ability for the health care director to make that mandate. In fact, did not stop or enjoin that health care director and let it kind of play out to see what was going to happen.
2: And the judge said what? I think Todd knows the answer to this. He knows where I'm going. Why, did, why did they do that? What did the judge say? Uh... The, the, the judge said,
4: good for you. No, the judge
2: said, <laughs> dude, dude. change the laws. Change the law. That's right. That's exactly. So the, the judge went by what the laws were, which gave the authority like Cal brought up to the local um, um, health director to make that decision. Now, and the judge basically said, look, guys, change the laws. You don't, you could say, hey, they have no authority. It has to go through the city council or it has to go through the state legislator or the governor has to approve. Whatever you do, make the laws up in your state, and we're going to, as, as the court, we're going to follow that. But as of now, you give, apparently, without going through details, they gave the authority to that um, individual to yeah. make that decision. So what what happened during the pandemic, by the way, there, I don't think there was ever any issues here, guys, prior to COVID. Now you're, you're, you're going to start seeing changes in who has the authority to make that decision, and it's not going to be the county health director. By the way, he was not elected. They're a bureaucrat, and, they beca- and there's there's issues of constitutionality. Or, or do they have the right to make decisions if they're not elected? And the answer is, absolutely if the government gives them the authority which they have
3: right and it, and the ag's office no longer would appeal this decision because it became moot uh the mask mandate was lifted in february so it just it's going to go away but you, i wanted to say this was yeah. it did happen before right it happened when polio
0: yeah. way back yeah. when
3: yeah. at some kind of a local level but that was back east um, it was some official it was being challenged whether or not they could force polio vaccinations. Right. And so it did happen but it was what 100 years ago? 22,
5: 1922 or But so. I, th- yeah. I think the question is though can uh, uh, oh boy I had a great thought here. But the point can the <laughs> bureaucrat yeah. no, what, yeah. make the decision? Yeah that was the point and, and yes the elected official the board of supervisors they're the focal point so in our county they had a recall against the three people who right. signed up on those regulations and now they're trying to fire the health director. Right. So, you know, you know that's what you do. Yeah. That, that's oh, yeah. why we, we exactly. have the government. I think
3: that's happening in my county here, too. Yeah, yeah.
4: Right. yeah. And, and specifically in this case, one of the reasons why one, because the mask mandate is lifted. Another reason why it's moot is because the city can, or the council voted to strip. The uh, uh, the health director of that authority. That's exactly. So it's no right. longer an issue anymore.
3: And then the health care director said, yeah. "I will work with city council and with um, right with the county."
4: Yeah, you know, right. I, f- I think in all of this, though, we need to ask the oft and the mayor the oft asked question: What about the children? What about the children? Because what they really want to avoid here is a situation that used to take place in all of our grade schools. Timmy, what do you want to be when you grow up? Johnny, what, what do you want to agree, be when you grow Jane, up? Jane, you have to say Jane, Jane. Jane, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everybody says, I want to be the president of the United States, And and with this, you know they want to avoid kids saying, "I want to be the county health director." Mm-hmm.
2: That, I'm telling you that's right that's now. That's the power that I want. <laughs> that's that. You that's know? a thankless job. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, remember that's Howard Howard job. Baker,
5: the senator from Tennessee. He said, "If I want real power, I'm going to get
2: elected the county sheriff." <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> no, uh, run Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, or Facebook. What do you, well, now you that. just
3: you get appointed to the board of elections.
5: Yeah, that's
2: oh, a good point. Yeah, but, but
5: I was going to say there is precedent for having a body make up the rules outside of legislative body Remember Obamacare. They basically gave the health and welfare department a, mm-hmm. a shell bill and said, you make up the regulations as you go and mm-hmm. we'll support you in them. So, I mean, that's fairly common in government was my point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, Especially it, when they don't want to think. Right. and Do the work. <laughs> do the job you're paying. Let somebody to do. else do it. Right. It
4: happens all the time. In fact, Every time Congress votes to create a new agency that's going to be headed up, they included in the vote to create that agency or to continue funding the agency is the directive to those appointed to create the regulations for that. I mean, do you really think Congress or any legislative body is out there voting on whether or not the forms need to be filled out in triplicate 30 days before the date you seek some sort? No, it's all done by the regulations that pe- that the people appointed have to create now. There is a rulemaking process that they have to go through—a public rulemaking proper process where they propose rules and they come back and, my and they guess have is to that,
3: publicly have um, comment and do that type of stuff in order for it to become. And,
4: and when that happened, in, and when that happened, probably in this Nebraska case, years before the pandemic, there were probably people going, "Yeah, yeah, when are we ever going to be affected like like that?" You know, like, yeah, no big <laughs> right. deal. I'm in. And right. then right. it happened, yeah. right?
2: See, that's the thing. Then that's when the government has to be careful of letting bureau bureaucrats make important decisions and, and become more too powerful right yeah, that's our but... elected officials need to be, do that that's that's what i'm saying is todd nailed it right there by saying it was never an issue once covid hit the power was in who is the local county or state um health, health, director. di- health directors. Right. And health department. Yeah. So they that that's what everybody's scratching their head now. But that's what happens in this country. It ebbs and flows, right?
3: Sometimes yeah. I think that the bureaucrats know more than the elected officials. However
4: yeah, just no. a
3: point. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes.
4: <laughs> you, you see this. You see this brought up in movies all the time. Any movie where like the president becomes incapacitated, and then the the attorney general and all the other cabinet members come around. Okay, wait, wait what do we invoke? When can we say that the president is incapacitated? It should go to the vice president, and they can no longer function because they're under duress, and and all these people are talking about it because look, this stuff doesn't happen. We don't know what's going on. The reason that is an interesting motif or trope in movies is because. It's kind of true to real life. Most people don't know what happens in a situation like that.
3: Yeah, it may happen, but they don't know what happens. It's like with Reagan, because that uh, happened with Reagan. And
2: and then I think our legislator kind of moves pretty slow sometimes, you know, getting things passed. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about a Tennessee flood lawsuit. And then, man alive, you got to wait to hear what this juror says, (laughs) potential (laughs) juror. We'll be back after this. Radio Law Talk does
5: not move at the speed of government. We've got a lot of cases and not much time, so stay tuned because more Radio Law Talk is coming right up right here.
1: Commercials commercial center, the announcements aired on Radio lot Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio lot Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt it just won't do.
0: The best thing about Quick Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great. And they have super fun lights and colors. But- Today I don't know what I do Your car smells good and it's clean At Quick Quack Car Wash
7: And I know this place right down the road Quick, quick, quick Quack ca- ca- Car Wash quick, Quack
0: Car Wash Get the Quick Quack confidence
3: Hop inside, let's take a ride And watch this
0: cat and shine Get the Quick Quack habit Take a car once
7: a week Just come and see, I guarantee Your ride will steal the show I like
0: Quick Quack because of the Mascot Quackles Come on, Quick Quack Car
6: so we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. And you can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate.
7: What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Call
6: Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
3: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks.
6: 800 493 61 That's 800-493. Oh, no. You're a whiner.
1: This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO.
2: So back in August of two twenty fifth 2021 in uh, Tennessee there was these tragic deadly floods and raining just crazy the rain that came down in Tennessee and, and flooded uh, a lot of uh, this area in Tennessee that killed 20 people. Um, and, and a lawsuit has recently been filed against CSX Transportation which is the railroads there, and also uh, some local owners of properties that somehow allowed the railroad to lease and or use their land um, uh, due to the fact that they're claiming, that is, the plaintiffs are claiming that uh, they did not maintain or take care of the, the drainage, apparently, uh, of this creek going under the railroad tracks, right? And yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to claim that uh, it's Humphrey County is where it is. Um, trying to claim that uh, they kind of formed a, all the debris stacked up and formed a little dam that caused flooding all over the place. Now, the reason why are we bringing this up? I'm bringing it up for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first question is, how can you hold, for this this crazy, deadly flood? How can you hold the railroad at fault? So, the first argument the railroad brought up with is, I knew that they, you know, as a plaintiff's lawyer, the first thing they're going to bring up is what's called an act of God, right? Yep. There's only so much they can do. Um, and, and they basically said, and I quote uh, CSX um, we maintain and regularly inspected their, you know, tracks, the culverts, and everything uh, about the, the bridges. Uh, in uh, according to the policy, our policies which met or exceeded federal regulations. Now they got to be very careful here, you know, as people don't realize that lawsuits have a lot to do with the law and a lot to do with how you bring them, right, or how you talk about them. Because this is a tragic situation so for them to come in and say, you know, just be brutal and mean about it. They've got to be very careful in how they are tactfully say. What can we do? This is an act of God, but but here's the thing: the the plaintiffs are arguing they've had this issue before in New right. York. It's not in,
3: unforeseeable, in, right? Yes, yes,
2: and that's the question. So, yeah. go ahead, Todd or Denise, you're going to
4: well. The only thing I was going to say just to just to take a step back the, the the issue here the the problem that was caused because of the flooding anytime there's flooding right normally a river goes down a set bank and it it maybe rises a little bit and goes down a little bit with the tide and, and release from any reservoir up river or anything like that but for the most part the river levels stay pretty static pretty close but when a river level rises any loose debris that is near the shores anything that's even further inland if it rises a lot gets picked up by the rising water and put in To the river, including trash and chairs and anything that floats or can be moved by water. And that all has to go somewhere. And so the problem here was there there was this bridge that went over the water. And because of the height of the bridge and the level of the water, all of this debris couldn't go under the bridge. And it stayed there at this bridge and eventually clogged the water flow, creating a temporary reservoir, which when the clog finally abated, now it's like a dam break. And all of that water that was held back now goes sweeping through everything downriver and taking people out. And the people that filed this lawsuit were the ones that were like, yeah, we were the one – they even described it as a tidal wave. We were the one that were hit by that tidal wave. And – Tragic. And, but, and it was yeah. tragic.
3: I mean, this one man managed to save his two you know, uh, children. I think there were seven and ten, but he lost his two twin
2: infants. Yeah, he was holding And, them and he g- couldn't
3: and save them. And I mean, it, it is really a tough,
2: yeah. a well, tough scenario. Well, here's the thing. And I'm the plaintiff's lawyer, right? Denise and Todd. Yet, I'm going to argue both sides, right? I'm just arguing both sides. And those of you you uh, you cannot use this in a court of law when I have a case going against someone <laughs> as a play to play. <laughs> But but just the defense argues and this is the typical argument is well number one they're saying this is a and they're they're using the appropriate words an unprecedented and extraordinary event is what the railroad is saying. But here's the the, the thing that Todd brought up, how do you avoid as a business or a railroad the massive amounts of debris and logs that are coming from the side of the banks of this creeks when there's massive flooding and, and it was a massive rains right how do you do that how do you stop that i don't know how can you stop that
4: you know i i think that the uh, the plaintiffs on that kind of argument mm-hmm. are going to come back with this, because you mentioned that not only is CSX, the railroad company, being sued, but there's also a private individual, a husband and a wife, that is being sued because of the proximity of their land and what they allowed the railroad to use. Their land is right next to this bridge. And the railroad used that land as a runoff for water when it would get high, including debris that would go into their land. And then when the river got high again, it would pick up that debris because they never moved it and put it back into the river and it would clog it up. And so if I'm the plaintiff, I'm arguing, how can you say that this is unprecedented when you took measures previous to this to contract with these private individuals, to use their land as a reservoir for overflow of water and debris when this kind of thing happens. So y- you're arguing that this is unprecedented, but by the same token, well, it was on your radar enough for you to take these measures as inadequate as they might have been. And so that if I'm plaintiff, if I come back with, with that. Like-
2: well, you know what else the plaintiffs are arguing? Okay, let's assume that's the case that you did everything you could to – but. Once this dam began to dam up behind your culvert slash bridges, whatever, why didn't you call? uh, And you had sufficient time to warn the people and the police down river, down creek. We got a problem. Tell everybody to to get out. Where's yeah, the...
3: that's what I think. I think yeah. that's really – I think that's a, a winning argument.
4: Where's the backhoe the crew to come in to get debris out as it builds up so that the water right. can keep flowing? Once you see that it's backed up and you know – it doesn't take a rocket scientist or even a very good engineer to come out and say, you know, this, uh, this, this little temporary dam here, it wasn't built by, uh, it wasn't built by beavers, beavers yeah. which would probably be pretty strong from an integrity standpoint. It wasn't built by the uh, any engineers with training. This is going to give away at any time, and that water—that's a lot of water, right? Right. Yeah,
5: I also I think. think remember important. when when there was a discussion about clearing the forest for forest fires because tr- so many trees were down. That didn't happen. California practically burned to the ground. Well, that's the same kind of argument. Well, then why didn't you clean it up beforehand? Because the the guys that are being sued. Say, well, that wasn't anticipatable. We didn't think it. we knew it could flood, but certainly not to this level. This is this yeah. is crazy. Well, that's yeah.
2: their smart defense. Smartest thing is just stick to that. It's uh, you know, first of all, they followed all, all the proper federal regulations. That's going to be this is what this is about, guys. Is about expert testimony. I was gonna say that <laughs> this is exactly.
3: gonna be a fight of the experts. Yeah,
2: and they're gonna talk about what they did. They followed proper. You know, defendant's gonna say we followed the proper federal regulations and went above them. There's nothing we could have do could have done. And quote, it was an act of God, as as they say. But they used the proper words, which was more an unprecedented and an extraordinary event, which is what the uh, defendant's gonna argue. And then, then yet the plaintiffs, like we said, we brought up, man, the good argument is. Guys, you had this issue before. You had it in New York. You've had these issues. And by the way, why don't you just make a phone call and say we got problems? Why don't you bring the excavator down or yeah. during that time period? And you saw the it was coming down pretty hard. You should have should have taken care of that. So that's why lawyers are busy and making money. And, and people, now the uh,
3: experts are coming.
2: Oh, they make they make good they make money good too. money. So anyway, we're going to watch this case and see what happens, but uh, we're going to come back when, we, when we're when we done. Look, we're going to hold it off for for hour number two because hour two, just so you know, some stations carry us full-time all three hours. We're a three-hour show. If not, go to radiolawtalk.com, and then you can click the live button and listen to us live. And then uh, that way you don't miss Cal talking to us when, uh, you know, that's the fun part of this whole show. We'll be back
5: after this. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and we appreciate the fact that you are, and stay tuned. There's more coming up.
1: been listening to radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated.
7: And this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. For years now, we've helped thousands of families live the dream of homeownership, and it's always great to hear from them.
1: How willing they were to work with me where everybody else just wanted to slam the door in my face. second thing was just how quick and easy it was to go with Fellowship because they really
4: put it together quick for me. At Fellowship Home Loans, we don't have clients we have friends and
1: family
5: i recommend um many people that i have my cousin i have a friend of work
3: i have um it's a lot of people who really need someone like fellowship on lawn
4: we are here to help no pressure guaranteed 800-535-2779 800-535-2779 Did
2: i appreciate
4: how quick easy it was to to work with Fellowship Home Loans. What a pleasant experience it was. They really put it together quick for me. Fellowship
7: Home Loans.
4: Welcome home.
7: Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, MLS number 60134.